95 Live from the Global Media Congress at the Abu Dhabi National Exhibition Center. Good afternoon. Welcome to Global Media Congress. And the beauty of this event is that we as a media journalists and media professionals get a chance to meet uh, professionals and organizations from across the globe in one under one roof right here at Abu Dhabi National Exhibition Center. Now we're going to be talking to a spokesperson from Sputnik News Agency. So now for a lot of you out there, just as a bit of a brief, uh, they are an international news agency based in Moscow. They've got regional offices in multiple locations, including Cairo, China, uh, France, and even in the United States as well. And they have editorial service in 30 languages to talk to us in greater detail about the participation of Global Media Congress and what is the future of media. We're very kindly joined by Vasily Pushkov, who is the Director of International Cooperation at Sputnik. Very, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, we're looking forward to this discussion. Omnia, I'm really excited to find out uh, from a Russian media organization's perspective what the Global Media Congress is like. Welcome to this part of the globe. Talk to us about how important this industry is for you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Well, actually, it was interesting that when you were uh, counting down our uh, well, hubs, our centers around the world, you centered around basically European capitals and you underlined the United States of America. Our position is a bit different right now because, uh, well, the reason we came to Global Media Congress and actually our delegation is one of the larger ones from Russia is because we basically feel that the center of the, well, of the party when it comes to media industry, it shifts a little bit to the east and uh, one of the centers is right here in the Gulf countries and particularly in UAE. So. Uh, of course, um, I'm shameful to admit that we still don't have an editorial hub here in Abu Dhabi or Dubai, but we are open in Cairo and we have correspondents all over the Gulf countries where we are actually looking to move uh, to Tehran and um, who knows, maybe even to UAE in the future. So it's just natural and logical that a new global media congress will, is held here and not somewhere, uh, somewhere else. Uh, basically, at this point, of course, the technological advancement that was presented here is, is astonishing, very immersive. Uh, but at the same time, I have to admit that is pretty much what we have expected because we, we know the organizers very well. We are very familiar with the level of, of organization that the UAE uh, basically demonstrated over the past years. So we knew that this will be a top level event. And after the COVID, and the heavy reliance on communication via online platforms, it is just so refreshing to finally see our partners <laughs> face to face. It's, uh, it's something that we, we, we were really hungry for, for for quite some time. And there are not a lot of events happening like this around the world right now. Plus, not not all air travel is intact at this point. Yeah. And it's interesting that you've mentioned, you know, it is a first of its kind event that we're looking at happening right here in the region. And you've discussed different partnerships and how you've done a lot of them. And I wanted to ask you, what do you believe is the role of media when it comes to strengthening partnerships, bridging cultures and bringing together different cultures and different countries together from around the world? 
I know I'm, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic in this regard, but, and I have a lot of arguments concerning this with my colleagues and partners around the world, but basically my position is that the whole journalistic profession and the media industry is in, in deep, deep crisis. It's, uh, it's a problem with finances, the media doesn't know how to earn money anymore, it's a problem with trust towards big companies mm -hmm. from the audience. The fake news, of course, the 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 the, the worst, the bad word, the worst word now nowadays. My personal position is that the professional media, that the professional journalists, are still something to look up to for the audience, for mm -hmm. the trusted information. And since the problems that the, the that the media industry is facing around the world, the problems are completely the same. You go to UAE, Russia, Indonesia, we're all facing the same problems. Yeah. So now is exactly the time for media companies to actually join together and just share anything we can share on the subject and that, that way we can collaborate and uh, move forward together. Plus, everyone is open to it, uh, which is good. I mean, we haven't had a single useless conversation today or yesterday with the media uh, companies around the world. Everybody wants to work together right now. It's it's like a fairy tale, really. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it, it is always associated that every media, when they're working at different events, it's like you always see a press scrum. We want the best picture. We want the best story out there. You're always competing. But now all of them are in one event. It's surprising. <laughs> but but let's uh, uh, break it down for our audience because, you know, even journalists would believe that media organizations tend to uh, uh, compete, compete against way. each other, but there is a huge cooperation, and your position is international cooperation. Uh, talk us through what that role entails with developing connections with, with media industry or media outlets who can contribute to stories, let's say, for example, to, to Russian audience in Russia. Well, uh, for a long time, for several decades actually, there was a status quo in the media market where we had dominant players around the world who basically supplied information uh, under different conditions to all the country in the world, especially developing countries. I mean, if you are a media organization from, well, not I don't want to offend anybody, but let's just say from a smaller country or on a developing continent, you cannot really afford to put correspondence in every capital in the world, but you need access to international news. So basically you go to the big guys and ask them for information, which is good and it worked for a very long time, but we are now in a situation where uh, companies from, let's say, Southeast Asia, when they want to, they want news about Russia, they call to third-party outlets, which is, let's face it, it doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Our basic idea is, so if we are working, for example, with our partners from WAM uh, news agency in uh, UAE, if we need news about United Arab Emirates, we should go to Arab news services. If they need uh, news about Russia, they should go to Russian news outlets. It's very simple. It's, it's as simple as it can get. This is the basic idea behind the international cooperation. We should just open ourselves to, to, to news from, from partner organizations. That way we can get uh, direct access to unbiased uh, coverage of uh, any event. Plus, like I said, the problem of uh, audience losing trust towards media Again, when you have a third uh, opinion, a second opinion, sorry, uh, that helps uh, to show the audience that we 
provide several angles, not just our angle. Objectivity, you know. in a way. I really don't like that <laughs> word. I really, it, it, it word again. It, it is, yeah, it, it's it. I mean, the, how do you define it? Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. Com- could be problematic. Very problematic. Plus, this word has a very negative connotation nowadays because it has been overused and uh, uh, people are really speculating on it. So, yeah, but basically, you have to diversify your sources of information. You have to present all of the angles uh, you can get your hands on. The audience respects that. Still, even nowadays, the audience respects that. The audience really wants to see different opinions. Even what you, your, I don't want to say enemies, but let's just say your adversaries mm-hmm. uh, or uh, rivals. competitors, rivals. Yeah. Yes, thank you, rivals. Thing. This is something that the audience wants to see nowadays. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we've always seen the issue of fake news actually arising, especially when we're talking about. Just like you've mentioned, a lot of countries don't necessarily go to the right media sources whenever they want to get information from about different cultures. And so, how, in your opinion, what is the process for a journalist to cross-check any piece of news that they want to go ahead and publish before they do? You, of course, in journalistic schools, they, te- they teach us that, yes, you have to, you have to double-check, triple-check, quadruple-check all pieces of information that you can get, but uh, at the same time, as soon as you go to a big company and start working in the newsroom, you know that your editor will be really angry if your competitors put out a story before you. Yeah. And when you say, no, no, you know, I needed time to double check, uh-uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't really work <laughs> anymore. Yeah, so you have to double and triple check, but you still have to be the fastest guy in the room. Again, international cooperation helps you to, well, uh, make the best of uh, both situations because you can just go directly to the source. You don't have to go through the, like ministries of foreign affairs, through governments. You just call your friend who's sitting at the same uh, type of uh, news agency, but at the like thousands of miles away and ask him, is this like, <laughs> is this the thing that you see when you look out of your window right this exact moment and he gives you the photo he shoots from that window? And, and well, basically that's already 95% of trust you can, you can get. That's what we strive for. Amazing. Well, Great to have you on air with us and uh, to, to brief us uh, about what's, uh, uh, you know, how the media world operates, especially with the news, international news organizations. If we could get your thoughts on, uh, on your expectations on viewing trends and what kind of content is going to be out there, where does the media industry stand at the moment in line with digitization, in line with the metaverse, how excited are we for the future? We are, of course, yeah, be, be between a hammer and an anvil right now because uh, content is king and the audience is the queen and we have to <laughs> cater and uh, if you don't, nobody will click and if you do, they, they, they don't click, you don't get paid. Basically, yeah. the idea is, again, the same on every single continent of the world, but um, at the same time, a large media company employing hundreds of people can just lose in viewership to a single blogger who has an edge, who has something fresh, and that kind of competition is just not sustainable. So uh, basically, th- this is this is the big question nowadays. Where you go, do you protect the integrity of journalistic profession, or you want to get paid? And yeah, and you want to compete with that single blogger with fresh perspective who gets his uh, gets his news stories uh, from his neighbor or yeah from his relative or people downstairs. I mean, 
I don't want to offend everybody. There are actually masterful people. There are content providers, content producers. But the basic idea of competition is like this. So yeah, it's very. It's the most. It's the one million dollar question right yeah. now. Yeah, where where to go? So everybody has to choose choose the path for themselves. That's right. Certainly is true. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Vasily Pushkov, the director of international cooperation at Sputnik, and we look forward to hearing more from Russia's media outlets' announcements here at the Global Media Congress. Pulse 95 live from the Global Media Congress at the Abu Dhabi National Exhibition Center. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Keeping it local all day, every day.